This is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. What's in a name? If you were named Paul and you're a private, you are not an ordinary man, even though your rank was originally a term to describe the ordinary soldier. John Paul Getty, Paul of Peter, Paul and Mary, and Paul Newman all made good use of their names. And though you may never be a millionaire, pop singer, or film actor, your name has never been ordinary private. It is Latin and was derived from St. Paul, the New Testament apostle. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Bing Crosby, Blondie and Dagwood, an excerpt from The Joan Davis Show, and a sequence from It Pays to be Ignorant. And now, from one of his broadcasts in 1944, here's the most famous singer of all time, Bing Crosby. To tell you the truth, I'll be lonely. I don't mind being lonely when my heart tells me you are lonely too. I'll walk alone. They'll ask me why. And I'll tell them I'd rather There are dreams I must gather Dreams we fashioned the night You held me tight I'll always be near you Wherever you are each night in every prayer If you call, I'll hear you No matter how far, just close your eyes And I'll be there Please walk alone And send your love and your kisses guide me till you're walking beside me I'll walk During the 40s, one of the popular comic strips also became a nationwide success on radio. It starred Arthur Lake as Dagwood and Penny Singleton as... Blondie! 
Oh. I'm right here. Hey, yes, I see you. <laughs> hey, uh, what are we having for dinner tonight, honey? Sauerkraut. It, oh. Oh, my. And kiss me first and ask about dinner later. It, oh, yeah. After all, which is more important, me or sauerkraut? It, yeah, well, uh, Blondie, I ought to kiss you first just the same. Well, I should hope so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dagwood, uh, tell me, did you get Mr. Dithers to give you that raise? Uh, what raise is that? The one you didn't get yesterday? Oh, oh, yes, that one. Yes, yeah, that one. You know, Mr. Dithers has been promising you for ages. Well, didn't you ask him? What happened? Uh, well, he saw me coming, and before I could ask for a raise, he asked me if I would be willing to take a cut. Oh, oh, Dagwood. Hello, Daddy. Did you get the raise? Uh, huh? Oh, uh, no, I didn't, Cookie. Oh, gee, Daddy. I was counting on you. Yeah. I guess I'll have to wear these same old ribbons in my hair. Oh. Uh, well, I tried, Cookie. I tried. But you told Alexander and me that a bump set could do anything that was humanly possible. Well, Mr. Ditters isn't human, so it isn't possible. <laughs> oh, Dagwood, we really need that raise. Things are so high in the stores, I must have more grocery money. Uh, well, uh... And I ought to have more allowance. Terrible what I have to pay for bubble gum. <laughs> okay, okay. This time I'm going to be tough with Mr. Dittis. Good. Tomorrow morning I'm going to demand that raise. Demand nothing. You're going down there and ask for it like a man. Who is this? It's Dagwood Bumstead, your valuable and brilliant assistant. Come in, BB Brain. <laughs> Uh, good morning, Mr. Diddy. No comments. Uh -huh. Well, Bumstead, what's on that tiny, tiny thing we loosely refer to as your mind? <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Diddy, I want you to give me... My answer is no. Uh-huh. Uh, but, Mr. Diddy, you didn't even know what I was going to say. I heard you say give, and that was enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, how do you know I wasn't going to ask you to give me permission to... Introduce you to a gorgeous girl who's dying to be your secretary, huh? Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and ask me then. Okay. Mr. Diddy's, I want you to give me permission to ask you... Huh? To give me a raise. Bumsteads. Ha! Ah. Ha! Ah. 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 Oh, that awful cattle. Ha! Ah. Ah. They sound like the mating call of a Rhode Island ring. Ah. I'll get back to your desk. Mr. Giddies, I want to discuss that raise. Bumstead, you're going back to your desk. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, no, you're not. Bumstead! <laughs> Cut that out. You get back to your desk or I'll run your little finger through the pencil sharpener. <laughs> Mr. Giddies, there are other construction companies who are looking for good men. That has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And if I don't get that raise, I'm going to quit. Oh. So you'd quit. You'd run out on me for a few paltry dollars, yeah. all covered with germs. Yeah. Huh? That's all you care for, poor old Dithy. Oh, now, 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 wait a minute, Mr. After Dithy. the way I've treated you, too. Why, the Dithy's company has been like a mother to you. Yeah. Huh? Just like a mother. And I've watched over you and helped you along 
and try to do my best for you. And this is the gratitude I get. Well, I'm sorry, Mother. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were the one person whose loyalty I could count on. Uh, yes. Well, you can, Mr. Dennis. Okay. I don't need that raise. Oh, Dagwood. Dagwood, old friend. Mr. Dithers, can I let you have a little money? Let's not overdo it, buddy. Oh, come in. Mr. Dithers, I've been listening outside the door, so let's get back to that raise again. Blondie, please. Dagwood and I were discussing this on a very high plane. Yeah, yeah, Blondie, I, I didn't know you were out there. Well, Dagwood, I don't think Mr. Dithers realizes how much we need the money. Come on in, Cookie, and say hello to Mr. Dithers. Hello, Mr. Dizzy. Why, hello, Cookie. Why, the child's in rags. She's wearing nothing but rags. Well, that's right, Mr. Dizzy. And it's getting cold, too, Mr. Dizzy. And we don't feel that Dagwood's asking too much, Mr. Dizzy. Nothing but rags. Why, this is shocking. Bumstead, huh? you should have demanded that I give you a raise. Oh, you coward. <laughs> You should have choked me until I gave you the money you needed. Well, if you insist, just put your neck right in here. No, no, no. I'll give you the raise without the massage. Now go out and get some decent duds for this poor child. Uh, oh, well, uh, thank you, J.C. Well, go, come on, Blondie and Cookie, come on. Oh, Mr. Dithers, thank you so very much. Thank you, Mr. Dizzy. It's all right, but the name is Dithers. Yes, Mr. Dizzy. <laughs> Now get those clothes. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, hey, Blondie, what, what is this? Well, Mr. Dithers tried a sob story on you, so I tried one on him. And I got the raise, didn't I? Yeah, but well, where did we get these clothes Cookie's wearing? Where'd they come from? Oh, I'm taking her to a costume party, and fortunately, she decided to go as Raggedy Ann. <laughs> Another popular show during the 40s starred motion picture comedian Joan Davis in Leave It to Joan. Johnny's Tea Room, Joan Davis speaking. Oh, hello, Mrs. Fleming. No, we're not serving meat in our tea room tomorrow. There's a meat shortage, you know. Yeah, a terrible meat shortage. They can't get any cows to kill. Why, on my way down here, I passed a Bull Durham sign, and all it had on it was a Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> Be. May I come in? Why, certainly, but you see, we're not really open for business yet. Well, uh, my name is Wally Brown, and I, uh... uh... Oh, Wally Brown! Yeah, anyhow, uh... <laughs> And, uh, my, anyway, my name is still Wally Brown, and yeah. I heard you were opening your tea room tomorrow and needed a man to help you. Oh, you're looking for a job, huh? Sure. Well, you know, in a tea room, most of the customers are women. Uh, do you know much about women? Well, all I know about a woman is if she looks old, she's young. If she looks young, she's old. Mm -hmm. If she looks back, follow her. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, anyhow, waiting on customers is only one of the jobs, you know. You'll have to set the tables, mop the floors, wash the dishes, and do all the heavy work. Well, I may not look at Miss Davis, but I'm strong. I have muscles in my arms, muscles in my shoulders, muscles in my neck, muscles in my... Well, I've gone far enough in that direction, I think, don't you? <laughs> Gee, I think you have, too. But you, what makes you think that you'd like working for me, Wally? Well, gosh, I've heard so much about you. People say you're wonderful fun to work for. They call you the queen of comedy. Well, now, really, Mr. Brown? And I... uh, now that I see you, I agree with them. Really, you are a queen. You have everything a queen should have. 
Oh, it's just standard equipment. (laughs) You know, as a matter of fact, I don't feel too good today. Why? What's wrong? Well, I've been all nervous about getting everything set for my opening tomorrow, you know. And and on the way down here today, I got into a little trouble. Trouble? Yeah, I was arrested for driving too slow. What do you... What do you mean, too slow? The police car caught up with me. Oh. (laughs) Well, uh... Just, uh, how fast were you going? Fifteen miles an hour. Wait a minute now. Fifteen... You can't be arrested for driving fifteen miles an hour. On the sidewalk? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you see, that's why I've got this worried look on my face. Well, I don't see any worried look. You look wonderful to me. Oh, well, thanks. You know, you look kind of snappy yourself. Uh-huh. I, uh, I just love that two-tone outfit you have on, especially that sport coat. Oh, the coat? Oh, it's just an ordinary coat. Made of mohair. Yeah. I wonder where Mo gets all that hair. <laughs> and gee, you smell kind of pretty, too. What is that you have on? Ah, this is something called uh, Lover's Lament. It's made of a rare spice, and uh, very rare. In fact, it's very hard to get. Is that so? Very hard. Well, uh, smell this handkerchief, Polly. Mm, gee, that's wonderful. What is it? Clean linen. You can't get it at all. <laughs> You know, gosh, it'll be wonderful to have you as my boss. I'd love to work for a girl who's so ludicrous. Oh, yes, I just love good music. In fact, all of... <laughs> in fact, all of Davises love music. You know why in Scotland, all of us in the Davis family played the bagpipe. Oh. And when we'd walk down the street, everybody would say, here comes the Davis clan. Pipe those bags. <laughs> Are there any questions on that one? Well, be that as it is, you still haven't answered my question. What question? Do I go to work for you in your tea room beginning tomorrow? Well, yes, I think I will try you out, Oh, boy, that's great. You know, this is the chance I've been looking for. I'll do everything in my power to make good, too. And now that you've been running your tea room for a year or so, and I'm very new at it, I wonder if there's any advice you can give me to help me. You really want my advice? You bet I do. All right. Come here, Wally. I, I'm going to talk to you like a Dutch uncle. Yes? I'm Kleine of Flirte Klaus und Bagel Domstadt. <laughs> I wonder if that means anything. You know, frankly, I haven't any idea what you're talking about. Not even the slightest inkling. The slightest whatling? Inkling. Don't you know what an inkling means? Oh, sure. When two fountain pens get married, they have a little inkling. <laughs> Gosh, I I didn't think you knew, but, uh... Really, Joan, I'm certainly glad you're going to give me the chance of working with you. You know, I've always dreamed of living out here in California and basking in the beautiful sunshine. Basking in the what? In the sunshine. Why, Wally, do you think it's always like this? Isn't it? Listen, Wally. Here in California, people are proud of the climate, always fair. And when a cloud appears, they shed no tears. They never will admit it's there. All the weather outside is appalling. The Chamber of Commerce is stalling. They hasten to explain. Tis a rain, tis a rain, tis a rain. And the weatherman is frowning. 
because the ducks in his pond are drowning. But he stubbornly maintains. It is a rain, just a rain, just a rain. And the Hollywood Bowl is jammed. Every seat in the place is sold out. While the people enjoy Chopin, they're sitting there fishing for trout. <laughs> oh, I heard a man remarking as the troops were disembarking from a battleship at Fifth and Main. It's a rain, it's a rain, it's a rain. I see the cottages are floating by. Hear the lightning and thunder crash And the water is getting high As high as your father's mustache When April showers come down this way True Californians brush them away For when it's raining, here's their excuse They say it isn't raining rain, you know It's raining orange juice. <laughs> They insist that the sun is beaming. You can hear the natives screaming as they disappear down the drain. It's a rain, it's a rain, it's a rain. And now, once again, for all the servicemen around the world who requested it, here's that quiz program that make us all feel like geniuses. It pays to be ignorant. What is alimony? Alimony is when two people make a mistake and the other continues to pay for it. Correct. <laughs> pay that man a dollar. <laughs> What does a bee get in flowers? It's head and shoulders. Correct. Pay the man $9 <laughs> because... It pays to be ignorant. This is Ken Roberts. Johnny presents that quick, happy quiz program you hear regularly over CBS on Friday nights. The program that has set education back 2,000 years. It pays to be ignorant. Our board of experts consists of George Shelton, Harry McNorton... Lulu McConnell, who are so dumb they think astronomy is something you put in a sandwich. And now I give you the star of our show, Mr. Tom Howard. Thank you and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. The first question before our board of ex-jerks, I shouldn't mean experts, concerns radio. Here is the question. Yeah. What major network is recognized by the letters CBS? Mr. Howard, would you mind repeating the question? I'd be glad to. <laughs> what major radio network is recognized by the letter CBS? Mr. Howard, what do the letters stand for? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, why don't you call up the radio station that used those letters and ask them? Oh, I see. Mr. Shelton, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. If you'd been a little quicker, you'd take my teeth, too. <laughs> Mr. Sheldon, do you know anything about radio? What do you mean? I was on the radio last night. I was on the program with a beautiful blonde, but I got Mike fright. You got Mike fright? Mike was her husband. Oh. <laughs> yes. You know, Mr. Howard, I was on the radio. Yeah. Uh-huh. The show was at an army camp. 
I sang, Darling, I am growing older. Fine. Mm -hmm. And you know, after the first few bars of the song, they tried to stop me. Try to stop you from singing? No, try to stop me from growing older. I see. <laughs> Speaking about songs, I wrote a new song yesterday. Yeah, what's the name of it? Don't put pretzels in the refrigerator. That's don't put bananas in the refrigerator. I know. <laughs> I gave it a new twist. All right. <laughs> and can we please get back to the question? It's about radio. I like to get in television. Oh, television may be all right, but it'll never replace the old-fashioned keyhole. <laughs> Do you think I look good in television? What part of you? All of me. They don't make television sets big enough to show all of you, Miss McConnell. Is that so? Well, I've been told that my legs match Betty Grable's. Don't be silly. They don't even match each other. Oh, my word. Well, what's Betty Grable got that I haven't got? Not nothing at all. Only you've had yours too long. <laughs> well, you can say what you want about television. It'll be a great thing, you know. Just think. You'll be able to see Jimmy Durante in your living room, Fanny Bryce in your dining room, Tom Howard in your... It'll be a great thing. <laughs> Marvelous. Mr. McNaughton, what makes you so dumb? <laughs> I have friends in Washington. I see. <laughs> The question is, what ma major radio network is known by the letter CBS? I don't believe any of you know anything at all about what radio. What are you talking about? I told you I did. I make a living on the air. You make a living on the air? Yeah. What station? Regan service station down at Seabright. I see. I check tires. I see. That's fine. My old man and I are going on the radio. One of those husband and wife programs. Oh, really? Really? Have you got a sponsor? Yeah. Bixley's Corn Plaster. Fine. That'll be fine. You're always corny, and your old man's always plastered. <laughs> hey, Mr. McNaughton, do you yes. think radio is here to stay? Well, Mr. Shelton, ours isn't. No? Goes back to Macy's tomorrow. Oh, All right. Please, let's get away from the silly fox. Are you going to answer the question, or must you admit that you've met your Waterloo? Waterloo? What's that? Waterloo? That's one of those birds that looks something like a parrot. No, no, no. That's cockatoo. Oh, no. A cockatoo is a small horse that cowboys ride. That's, that's buckaroo. No, no, you're wrong, Mr. Howard. A buckaroo is not a horse. It's an animal that comes from Australia. Uh -huh. Sometimes they buck. Yeah. Wait a minute, that's kangaroo, a funny-shaped creature with a long nose, short arms, big feet, and a pouch in the front. Now we're back to Miss McConnell again. Oh. <laughs> That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. And here's a fact from Uncle Sam's Almanac. School bells ring for more than 50 million students in the United States elementary, high school, and college level classes yearly. And another 50 million or so take part in adult education courses. It's just a reminder that Americans know that a truly free society rests on the wisdom and intelligence of all the people. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.